Welcome to a special Super Bowl edition of the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Huck Breeze, and I am here joined here by the Scott Shedding. Scott, final football game of the year. Can't hold anything back now, right? Yeah, that's right, Bob. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, though. But it, that is, is very exciting. It's great to be here. Great to, uh, great to be doing a, a Super Bowl edition uh, podcast with you. It's uh I can't believe it's it's the end of the football season. It's it's crazy. I feel like just yesterday we're we're in preseason. This is... I know. Doesn't it kind of make you sad? I mean, it, it's been a really rough and and uh, difficult year, full of all kinds of different you know obstacles and stuff. But but it's been fun. It's been really fun. Yeah. So uh, so it's it's going to be tough to to let it go again. We're, we we'll do more of these podcasts, but this will be the actual last podcast that we have that we're going to talk about upcoming football for this this season for the pandemic 2020 pandemic season so uh so you know that's that's kind of sad but uh but but let's tis bittersweet tis bittersweet but but we have to uh we have to we have to talk about it. let's get rolling uh first before we get into the super bowl we want to talk about the draft location a draft location has been picked uh, it, you know, as painstakingly as, as it was, Cameron finally came to a decision and he decided on winter park, Colorado. Am I correct? I, that sounds correct. And uh, I think he came to a decision fairly quickly and, you know, it, yeah. it is his choice, you know, as much as everybody wants to throw their opinions and whatever in there, Michael, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it's it's you know it's fun because it's somewhere we're all going to go and I, I think uh, I think it's a very um, the climate is very appropriate for a lot of the social activities people want to do so it'll it'll be it'll be a very enjoyable trip especially something to look forward to after all this pandemic and hopefully all that is a little more cleared up by then which we have plenty of time so yeah and. And, you know, when I think of the draft, I know people have talked about, oh, he talked about Toronto. He talked about Vegas. uh, People have talked about the beach right now. But when I think of the drafts, 
it it's nice to have a, a secluded location in the middle of nowhere. I had fun mm-hmm. in Arkansas. You know, yeah, I had a blast. Yeah, but part of it is we're forced to talk to each other. <laughs> we're forced to entertain <laughs> each other. You know what I mean? Uh, I know we went to a casino there in Arkansas. We we had some fun, uh, but it's not like you know. It, we were surrounded by each other. We had to entertain each other. We had to talk to each other. We had to wrestle each other. You know, we had to do the the whole bit. So um, it should be should be fun. I'm looking forward to it for sure. And I would assume that most of us will be vaccinated by then. So things will start to clear up. You know, maybe we can attend a goddamn football game in person in the in this next upcoming season. So things are definitely looking up. I'm I'm excited for it. So. Me too. Uh, and going to a football game sounds amazing. Uh, you know, regardless of what's going on with the Texans right now, which has been just so hard to watch every time oh, I turn on ESPN, it's 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 kind of gut wrenching. It's like, oh man, like it, I don't really see any way back right now. It, I mean, do you? I mean, you're you're uh, you know one of the biggest Texans fans I know, and it, you know what what do either side do at this point? So the the way I look at it is Deshaun Watson definitely wants out. Is there a percentage chance that he stays with the Texans? Yeah, there is. Uh, you know, it doesn't happen a lot. I know with Tim Duncan in like, it, we're talking about basketball now, and it, with Tim Duncan in the late 90s and early 2000s, once his rookie contract expired, he was like, I don't want to play for the Spurs anymore. Uh, there were deals on the table for the with the Magic and all this sort of stuff, and San Antonio was crushed and like, oh my God, we're losing Tim Duncan, and he's one of the best players in the NBA. He's going to be whatever. And he ended up resigning. He came to his senses. He, you know, and, you know, the story he went where he won five championships, you know, or four championships after that. And so it's possible in our dreams. It's possible that, that Sean Watson stays in Houston, but very, very, very unlikely. And all these talks that we have of, you know, there was, let's get, let's trade him for, Baker Mayfield. Let's get a quarterback in return. Let's get, you know, somebody that serves. You gotta get so somebody we... in return. No, you don't. No. What we need now is to fix the Bill O'Brien mess and stack picks. Act like we are playing Madden 2020. Then one of those picks has to be a QB. Sure. That's fine. That's go ahead and do that. But I want a 21 year old, 20 year old kid under center for the Texans. If it's not Deshaun Watson. And it, I mean, at least on the roster. I don't want uh, a, I don't know, a Jared Goff type player. I don't want a <laughs> Ryan Mayfield. Fitzpatrick. And I'm sorry, I, I, I wouldn't mind Ryan Fitzpatrick. Being oh, on the Texans. Ryan Fitzpatrick in a Texans uniform. That'd yeah. be fun to watch. I'd go to those games. Right. And it'd be fun. It'd be a fun <laughs> season. And, you right. know, maybe we win some games. You go six and 10. Yeah. But I don't want to put all my eggs in a basket of a guy who's in his mid 20, mid to late 20s. Uh, and be like, okay, this is com- comparable to Deshaun Watson because it's not. Nothing's going to replace Deshaun Watson. We cannot replace him at quarterback with a few picks and just say Mitch Trubisky. We'll throw in Mitch Trubisky and then uh, you know we'll take a lesser package. No, I want a team to sacrifice and mortgage their next three years, and I want him to give it all to the Texans, and I want it to be like. Dolphins type. If you look at the Dolphins, the Dolphins have like five picks in the first round over a two or three year span. I want it to be like that. I want to watch on draft day and be like, holy shit. Yes, this guy. Oh my God. Yes, this guy. The excitement that we have for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. 
you know, the excitement that we have for DeAndre Hopkins, shit like that. We haven't had that in a couple of years. You know, our early picks in the last couple of years have been just <laughs> nothing. We don't have any. Uh, so, you know, I'd like to have some kind of future. I'd like to talk about the Texans as a, a defensive powerhouse again, because we're not. We're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Uh, and so, you know, we used to be Cushing and, 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 uh, we had uh brooks on the outside clowny we used to have all these defensive players uh and and now we're just just vernon hargraves the third on the outside just getting burned uh no namers at at safety it's like ah disgusting but but yeah i i don't want to see i don't you know, I've had these this talks with somebody. Well, would you would you like to get somebody like Kirk Cousins? Would you like to get somebody like Baker Mayfield? No, I don't. I don't want a quarterback that's in the NFL right now on the Texans to replace Deshaun the thing is, is, Yeah, I agree that like okay, a lot of those quarterbacks aren't gonna do great, but you need to get like a cheap guy, kinda of, maybe like a Fitzpatrick, because if you do get like a young quarterback and throw him out there with this very weak team around him he's not gonna be able to carry them he's just gonna get wrecked and he's just gonna david card basically nobody wants to watch that again especially texans fans so it's you need someone to like hold make him hold the clipboard for a little bit so he realizes the speed before he goes out there and gets his head torn off basically yeah and it's yeah it's gonna be a little bit like yeah i agree with the stack and the picks thing it's been a while since you've had those kind of draft those drafts when it's, yeah, it can be very exciting. And it's crazy to see some of these teams that have the, uh, these outrageous amount of like first round picks. It's, and it's going to be like, if just think sitting there, like you said, on that on draft day for those teams, those teams fans just being like, hell yeah, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And just be excited and just be like, Hey, I remember when we took this guy and now the Super Bowl. now, now we're Mm -hmm. talking Super Bowl. Uh, John Madden came out a few weeks ago. You know, you don't hear from John Madden a lot lately or <laughs> in the past, you know, three or four or five years. Uh, John Madden came out and said that teams in the NFL should consider hiring uh, these pro Madden players. Um, and I think the reasoning behind that is that Madden is a pretty good mirror to the NFL in certain aspects. And people don't like to think that, especially people in the NFL don't like to think that. But sometimes it's more simple. It's, uh, it's simple schematics. It's more simple than you try to make it. Whatever Bill O'Brien was doing, I have no idea. And I don't think we'll ever know uh, with the Texans. He, he, the, he sold out to try to win right then, basically. He went and got a left tackle. He traded his, a lot of picks for him trying to protect Deshaun. He, he sold out to try to win then. I mean, they, you won the division a year ago. You weren't that far off. I, I get it, but we won it on the back of Deshaun Watson. So, And yeah. I understand getting Larry Tunsil. Get, he's good. I get it, but but we sacrificed Deshaun or uh, Hopkins. Hopkins for nothing. That, that was Hopkins. a that was for, an ego for, for nothing. And that was and, an ego thing. and even the the other picks, it's like we traded those picks for Cooks, and Cooks had a good year. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I just yeah. I don't know. That's just that's if if somebody was playing Madden and they were doing what Bill O'Brien did, I'd be like, man, this guy sucks. This yeah, guy does not terrible. know how to run a franchise. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we'll they just... let him run amok. That was the problem because he was GM and head coach. That, that was the biggest problem. And now it's, I mean, I don't think Cully is going to be uh, any help at, at the, that position really right now. I don't, I don't really, I don't see it. You know what? Uh, I, yeah. And I'm criticizing it. I'm hoping, I've always said, you know, these guys got to know what they're doing. 
they're professionals. They get paid six figures. They, you know, some seven figures, they should know what they're doing. And, you know, I remember getting pissed and throwing stuff at the TV when JJ Watt was uh, picked, was drafted. You know, we, got, we already have defensive guys. Why do we need more defense guys? And, uh, you know, obviously became the best defensive player in franchise history. But you think he stays? I don't know. Again, that would really crush a lot of people's hearts. And Houston, Houston sports has really gone to shit. And, uh, you know, just one hit after another, losing to Sean. And, you know, they lost Harden and, you know, whatever. So uh, sometimes it's addition by subtraction. I don't think Watt's the best player in the league anymore. I don't think he's even close. He might not even be top 10 best defensive end in the league. Um, but he's the heart of this team. And he's still a great player. Uh, so, you know, that's just... It's something to think about. I, I, it's it's crazy to me. It's absolutely nuts to me that a little bit over a year ago, I had a bunch of people at my house, uh, watching Chiefs Texans to see, to in the playoffs to see who uh makes it past the divisional round and goes to face the Titans in the uh AFC Championship, and we had a monster lead, uh, on a team that's widely considered the best in the NFL so stacked and uh a year later we're talking about we're losing to sean watson we don't have hopkins we don't have you know a bunch of picks we are in is probably gonna leave it's yeah we're in the depths of hell of football it's just been a monumental uh collapse over the last year so sad to think about but you know we've hit rock bottom nowhere to go but up from here uh once watson inevitably leaves uh let's get on to a lighter note i don't want this to be a whole depressive podcast sitting here talking about uh you know just nightmarish subjects so let's move on to super bowl food so super bowl food's always a big thing at least at my house it is and uh we like to talk about you know what dishes are good what what uh what's your favorite so what what i want to talk about first is your favorite main dish or man dish uh your favorite main dish that you like to have in the super bowl what's what's your go-to i really like something off fresh off the grill either ribs or burgers really for me i need something i need i feel i need to feel like that kind of like uh you know nice heat from the grill some kind of smoky Something yeah. smoky and and whatever, like you're outside, like you're kind of tailgating type type of yeah type of thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's still cold, and you you got your jacket on, but you're ta- you're grilling it and you're tailgating. Exactly that kind of feel. What about you? So it, usually I'd agree with you, and I you know whatever. Uh, but for 2021, for health reasons and just other reasons, I've gone back to being pescatarian. Don't eat meat and you know one of the biggest things i miss is wings uh but you don't need I, no meat no well i mean fish is meat you know eggs it's are okay i'll make you some lamb <laughs> yeah well i mean it's it's nothing to do with the animals per se it's more of a health thing uh you know i hate to say that i'm not sympathetic to the animals cause or the PETA cause or anything like that uh but it's it's more about i just want to do what's best for my body and i think that uh you know with the amount of fast food i used to eat and everything else cutting back down to fish is it made me feel a lot better have a lot more energy um the diet's better spending less money on food uh, it just it it helps in a lot of different categories so 
um, for this upcoming uh, Super Bowl, I'm going to do salmon burgers uh, for myself. And I'll do burgers for other people, but I'm going to do salmon burgers uh, and and really go all out on on that. And you know what? And masculinity or whatever you want to say about being pescatarian, I am uh, I'm open to it because it's 2021 and you know I'm I'm feeling good about my decision. So no, I think uh, it's very important to change up your diet every once in a while. I mean, I went vegetarian for nearly a year and pescatarian for a little while before that, but it's good to change up your body, really. Yeah, uh, your diet to change your body in different ways because. Uh, it's really the the best way. I mean, working out and exercise can always be good, but your your diet is where it really starts. So yeah, uh, that it's it's good even if it's like for a month or a couple months at a time, and then you you go back or like because when I I did that like I started eating meat again. I only ate meat like maybe once a week. We eat red meat maybe like once a month or so, once or twice a month. Then. Mm-hmm. Most of the rest of the time is mainly uh, fish or shellfish of some sort some sort or uh, I'll try to do vegetarian dishes every once in a while, but I really need to start incorporating more greens. Yeah. I mean, it just makes you, it makes you feel better. I, uh, yeah. and just eating like more natural foods, the more shit you eat, Fresh I mean, produce. hell, I am the biggest, biggest Taco Bell fan. And that's not going to stop, especially when they bring p- potato items back to the menu in March. Um, which is going to be a big day in my life when they, when they come back, it's like, a, you know, a relationship returning, um, but the more of that shit you eat, the more you want it. I mean, it's addictive and it, it kind of sparks in your brain. If you go to sleep one night, uh, eating, you know, some McDonald's or Jack in the box or whatever, and you just chow down on it, the, the, what you're going to want the next day is something comparable to that. You're not going to want to go eat some greens or a salad or whatever. You're going to want to match yeah. the, the burger or the greasy shit that you ate yesterday. So. Uh, once you get on a pass and you break that little cycle, it starts to starts to get better, um, and and you start to feel better about yourself, and I mean, you sometimes start to look better, and clothes start to feel better. Fresh avocado on that that salmon burger of your oh yeah, your, that's your that's really... a go to. Some sriracha. Uh, we've been starting to uh, grate our own cheese here. I know we're nice. turning into a little house on the prairie. Yeah, What's your favorite side it. dish for Super Bowl foods? Favorite side dish? Um, I love deviled eggs. I'm a big deviled eggs guy. I'm not a good devil a little bit. Or some dips. Um, So I make this uh, Fiesta Ranch dip, and I have to credit this. I I am not the the creator of this Fiesta Ranch dip. And, you know, uh, I I, uh, was introduced to it, I want to say, 15 years ago, probably when we just got out of high school. I know we're old as shit. Uh, By Travis Doak, actually. Oh, nice. it's, it's just sour cream with Fiesta Ranch, Hidden Valley Fiesta Ranch uh, flavoring. You just stir it up in there and you throw it in the yeah. fridge. I always pretend like I made something like crazy as shit, but, uh, mm. but it's absolutely delicious. We kill it every year. Um, right. Some queso, some guac. Uh, yeah, you know, go with queso. That, that's what I'm going with for Sunday as a side dish is some crock pot queso, some fresh ingredients. Yeah. And, and when you're not pescatarian, you know, throwing a little ground beef in there, a little rotel, uh, some Trader spices. Joe's has a uh, soy chorizo that's actually really good. Very, yeah. very good uh, ch- chorizo. Like, I mean, it's and it's completely meatless, but it's it's really good. Yeah, and and I like to you know divulge and get into that, get into those products a, l- a little bit. Uh, but you know, I, from what I've read, 
and from what I've heard, those products, soy products, you know, the as long as you don't overdo it, it's, just, it's when you overdo it, right? It's just as bad. So it's yeah. it's it's just as bad as eating regular meat. It's not like like I can go on a keto diet where I just eat, you know, <laughs> beyond meat. It's it's not like that, you know. You can't do it. I do it to replace certain things, you know. Every once in a while, I'll make um, some, uh, you know. I got those Beyond Meat beef crumbles, and I'll throw them into some eggs, and you know, pretend I'm having. Well, what is that eggs. made from? What, uh, is that not soy? So some of them are not soy. Some of them are veggie patties or black bean patties. Okay, like or, black bean patties. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the soy products. Uh, I try to uh, use sparingly, so it's not. I, they're delicious. Trust me, I love the taste of, of uh, you know what some people call fake meat. I I love that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I try not to. I think I think it's a good way to at least start people going into vegetarian diets, and then they kind of wean wean them off of that kind of stuff because eventually it's like. You know, if you're going into like if you are transitioning to pure vegetarian diet, you need to like stop eating fake meat essentially like it's like at some point you got to do just pure vegetables like not without the flavor of the meat essentially yeah. you know yeah just just change your change your taste buds i mean i for yeah. me yeah exactly it's, it's about having good recipes and if you can yeah. get good recipes from other people you can start to be like okay i don't really need to eat meat um just sweet potato recipes and i have a uh, brussels sprout recipes and all this sort of stuff and uh and so it's it it starts to get easier especially when you have an air fryer i got an air fryer for christmas been really nice. utilizing it um yeah so you know maybe if i'm uh i'm not gonna be able to bring it to winter park unless you know unless uh <laughs> unless i'm driving I, I don't know how i'm getting there yet uh definitely gonna be there you know i hope we have 100 yeah. percent attendance like every year but but uh you know if i end up driving or or taking a train or you know some shit i will um take the air fryer well i'll pack it up uh but all right enough of super bowl foods let's talk about the game this is a big game this is a big uh this is a holiday for me I, you know usually i have a a big a do super bowl you know huge party 30 people obviously you can't do that uh in in 2021 with the pandemic although it's getting better it's still not to that point where you can just have a million people um but what i want to concentrate on is having good food good bets you know everybody quiet for the national anthem we want to see how long it is you know that sort of atmosphere you know get a few good drinks um what I want to know from you is have you thought about who you want or who you think will win and why? I mean, I, I know who I want to win. Uh, I mean, I just, I, I want Mahomes to win just cause he's younger and it, it makes for a much better storyline for him being the new goat at least. And Brady's got enough, whatever he's done well in his first year in Tampa Bay. So that's good enough for you. Fuck off for now, but it's kind of a. But I, I still think anybody could win. I, I think it go either way. It you know it's it's going to be a little bit of a. You're going to need the ball to bounce your way, kind of thing, um, because everybody's got great play uh, playmakers on either on either side. Um, if I was putting money down on it, I'd, I'd go Chiefs though. At the end yeah. of the day, um, I just I just think. I, they've got the edge with their coaching staff. 
I really hope that this, the thing that happened this morning with uh, Andy Reid's son doesn't affect them too much. Uh, uh, you know, prayers go out to the family of kids that are in the in the hospital and everything yeah. that happened. That was really, really awful. Uh, the, the car accident happened this morning. Um, yeah. So, but I do, I do think with Andy Reid and everybody, they still have a little bit of a better uh, NBA enemy. Uh, Eric sleeping with the enemy, the enemy uh, as their uh, offensive coordinator, not taking a head coach job anywhere. I think they do have the edge because just because Bruce Arians and Byron yeah. left, which as, as good as they are, I think they've gotten a lot better by Tom Brady making a lot more of the play calls than anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, I expect it to be an amazing game. I, they, you know, like I said, everybody's got playmakers on both sides of the ball. Um, who do you, th- who are you rooting for and who, who do you think is going to win? Oh, I'm taking the chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs all the way. Chiefs, uh, 100%. Uh, and I think they'll they'll beat the spread. And here's why. Uh, the Chiefs have lost one game this year. Okay? They lost to the Raiders. Uh, it was particularly close. The Raiders won. Um, but that, you know, it wasn't whatever. It was a great game. Yeah, it was a great game. And when I say one game, I mean when the, the they Bucks, were trying. The Bucs-Chiefs game was a great game, too. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, and the and the Chiefs ended up winning. Um, By three. Yeah. I, okay, all right, all right. Uh, but, but um, and I know the Chiefs have lost both their tackles. That's a big deal. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. particularly worried about that. Uh, I think that the, first of all, watching last year when the Chiefs got down, uh, and you saw this in multiple games throughout the year this year. Chiefs get down the first quarter, come back, and uh, and obviously beat the team. And sometimes they beat the team by like 20 or 30 after they get, get down. Um, they're never out. So that's one thing. It's like they're never out, even if they're down the first quarter or second quarter. Um, Patrick Mahomes has this thing. And I've watched like almost every game of Patrick Mahomes' career as when since he's been out of Texas Tech. Uh he has a thing where when you get good pass rush on him, he just backpedals, backpedals, backpedals. And he, either he'll chunk it then or he'll leave the pocket. And it's not like he's particularly like blazing Lamar Jackson fast, but he's got this this enough speed and enough vision that he gets enough through. arm. <laughs> and once he like gets out of that pocket, it's like magic happens. Every single time. Uh, and, you know, with Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and Miko Hardman, um, there's just so many people that can get separation uh, and make big plays. It's, it's seriously magical. Um, the only way that people shut Mahomes down is if they crumple him in that pocket. And it's really hard to do. It's really, really hard to do. Um, so... And I just don't. I. I. Uh, the Bucks defense is great. Don't get me wrong. And I think that they have some real stars on that defensive side. Uh, I said it in the last in last week's podcast. Devin White, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, Antoine Winfield. Um, they've got tons of people. Shaq, Shaq Barrett. Barrett. Levante got, David. Levante David. They've got tons of talent. I mean, this is like 03 Bucks style defense. I just think that in this situation. That's not the best defense I've ever seen. This might be the best offense I've ever seen. Tyreek Hill and 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 Kelsey 
might be the best combination of tight end wide receiver in the history of football. They are absolutely amazing. And I just, I hate to bet against them. People say, well, don't bet against the goat. By the way, I hate that term goat. Well, bet against the goat. It's like, I'm I'm just saying as far as that, that, that while they are amazing, uh, would you take Tyree kill for three touchdowns as a bet? No. I'm just saying Jerry Rice got three touchdowns twice in Super Bowl. So, I, I mean, if you want to go greatest of all time wide receiver quarterback combination, you, you, you would have to put them on that platform. So I didn't if say you're not willing to take that That's bet, not what you I said. can't be saying those words. That's not what I so, said. I said wide receiver said. tight end. Wide okay, receiver okay, tight end right. combination. I'm just saying. I'm just but when uh, Mahomes and Hill have that uh, that opportunity with the way that they have worked in the regular season in where they could not cover Hill at all. Until later on, where I guess they must have bracketed him double coverage or something, but for a while they he was running amok. So he has that opportunity. Yeah, no, I, I and there no there's no slouches on the other side either. You know, I'm not I'm not hating well, on Gronk, Godwin, uh, Evans, Evans, Antonio Brown. If he plays, I don't know if he's going to play. Is he still is he still day to day? He's, he's going to probably be a Super Bowl game time decision, which is oh wow. Nuts. Which is nuts, uh, but he is—he's questionable. Along with uh, Sammy Watkins, we'll have to see if Sammy Watkins. I don't think Sammy Watkins is that big. I'd rather play Miko. Uh, and Byron Pringle's fine. So is Demarcus I, Robinson. I agree so, that Tampa Bay's defense is really good, but the problem with Tampa Bay's defense is that their front seven is really good. And then on yeah. the back end, Antoine Winfield is good, and that's it. And so it's like he just kind of avoids him a little bit, and it's fine. And then you spread him out and. They're really good north and south, but they're not sideline linebackers, sideline to sideline linebackers as much. Yeah. So it's it it works if yeah you spread them out, Sammy Watkins and uh, and McCole Hardman and everybody out and Kelsey and it's it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch though because Shaq Barrett and JPP need to come up huge for Tampa Bay to have a have a chance. And another thing that got me was watching that Tampa Bay. Uh, Packers game. He's got to pay attention. You got to pay attention to what Brady did. So Brady had a great first half. He came out and uh, and and really executed. Now with like 12 seconds left in the first half, the uh, corner. I forget who the corner that just blew the whole game was. A king that let Scotty Miller go run right by him. Scotty Miller run right by him, but it wasn't just him. I mean, he let a couple different receivers. I think Godwin scored or Evan scored in that first play of the game on him. Uh, but that was just blown coverage. I mean, Scotty mm-hmm. Miller burns you by 10 yards. That's rough. He can't, I mean, he just caught it and fell in. It was bad. This is terrible. Yeah. Um, Packers defense. So it's not Tom Brady. Great. I'll give you credit for it. Good job. Good play calling. Good everything. Um, but it's not like you went and just destroyed a team. Again, he came out in the second half and he like really wanted the Packers to win. He threw three picks, yeah. he threw three interceptions. It was, he was not good. Tom Brady is not the Tom Brady that we saw in the 2000s, 2010s in the past few decades. This is a Tom Brady who's in his 40s. Is he still good? Yeah, absolutely. Is he still the best quarterback of all time? Yes, he is. But we are not talking about somebody who's just going to make these amazing out-of-the-pocket plays that go and uh, win a Super Bowl. He's gonna have to get people open. He's gonna have to march down the field slowly, and the Chiefs. He don't is have to vegan, do that. so he has that going for him. That, that is true. That vegan Chiefs power—it's very powerful. Chiefs don't have to do that. Chiefs, 
can come out and be down by 10 in the fourth quarter, I'd still bet on the Chiefs. Ask Clay last year. I, I told him double our bet in the fourth quarter last year. Chiefs down by 10 against 49ers. What happened? Chiefs came back, scored two touchdowns. Chiefs are going to win this game, whether it be by three, two, or uh, you know, 10, 20. I don't know. But Chiefs are going to win this game. I can, I can pretty much guarantee it. Uh, but let's uh, let's. Mattress Mac is betting on bucks, so I don't know. Well, that's even more of a reason, even more of a reason <laughs> to know. bet on the Chiefs. He probably lost. I think he lost something like twenty million on the Astros over two year span. Yeah. Uh, he, he put three million on Tom Brady. Yeah, just sit this one out, Mattress Mac. Sit this one out. So you know, bet the house on opposite on the Chiefs. <laughs> fade him, fade him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, fade him. Let's talk about some Chiefs props, okay? Uh, this is probably one of my favorite uh, things to bet on uh, is, you know, individual player props, uh, just so I can get my mind just spinning all over the place. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Chiefs, and I'm rooting for, you know, this player to do this and this player to do that. Um, it, you know, so uh, do you have any players on the Chiefs uh, that, that really jump out to you as far as uh, – uh, Props go. Um, I mean, I, I think obviously you got you know, starting at the top with Mahomes. You, what over under three hundred and thirty passing yards? I, I definitely take the over on that because seeing how the Chiefs play, you know, they even throw when they're when they're up. They throw to run the clock out. So, and, and like I said earlier, the uh, Bucks defense their strength their strong suit is their front seven. So you got to spread them out. So I definitely take the over on that. Yeah, um, I think I think there's another one. Uh, Mahomes for a thirty a thirty nine uh, yard uh, completion or more. I definitely take the over. I definitely take that. I okay. think he he's going to bomb it to Hill at some point. So okay. uh, Brady Brady as well. Brady, I think Brady's going to have to be throwing all day, even if he does throw three picks like he did in the NFC Championship game. He'll if they'll be down, so he'll he'll need to be throwing. Then you know I definitely take the overs on their uh, completion. Uh, I mean on their attempts because for Mahomes it's uh, over under forty, I think. So I definitely take the over for that. Okay. What do you think about for Chiefs uh, props? Sorry, okay. I kind of got into Brady a little bit there. Too. No, no, no problem, no problem. Um, so I really, really like. Um, the Daryl Williams under two receptions. So it was 2.5 receptions um, a week ago when this came out, and now they've moved it down to two. Um, this might because might be because uh, Le'Veon. I think Le'Veon's going to play, um, and obviously Ceh going to be in there. So you're going to have not a lot of Daryl Williams. He's not meant to be a pass catching back. I mean. With all the other weapons, I just don't see him catching two balls. And even if he does catch two balls, you can still uh, push this bet. Three is going to lose you. I, I just don't see Daryl Williams being a big no, player. Yeah. Games. Mahomes likes to push the ball down the field. Right. And so, you know, it, I could see this in a different sense. Maybe if uh, Le'Veon doesn't play or CEH was still hobbled. Um, but it looks like they're both going to give it a go. And so you might see this guy use sparingly. I think under two is pretty good. Um, on the chief side, I really, really like everything Travis Kelsey this game. Um, 
there is a prop on Bovada, if anybody uses Bovada, that says uh, in any order, Kelsey, first touchdown, Hill, last touchdown, or Hill, first touchdown, and Kelsey, last touchdown is 50 to 1. I mean, you throw 20 bucks on that, you can get 1,000 bucks. Uh, they just got to score the first one on either side, uh, or first and last touchdown for the game. So this is Bucks and Chiefs. Yeah, I, I can I, see Kelsey getting the first touchdown easy. I mean, these guys are both minus 200 um, on the uh, on the uh, score to score a touchdown in the entire game. Um, I like Kelsey to score two is plus 225. So you can more than double your money if he scores two touchdowns. That's pretty good. You know, I, you're never going to be disappointed if you bet on a Travis Kelsey prop. I'm just letting you know. Um, and take this into next year's draft. But watching Travis Kelsey, you're just not going to be disappointed if you bet on him. It's just like over and over, he people, they... Vegas puts the line as like seven catches and 85 yards. And in the first half, he has like 10 catches and 110 yards. And it's like, wow, God, we got destroyed. Like Travis Kelsey repeatedly breaks all these bets. So um, he's somebody I definitely want to bet on. If you're doing DFS, uh, Travis Kelsey should be the captain for sure. I think he's just going to have a great game. Um, How do you feel like about Mahomes rushing yards? Mahomes rushing yards is interesting because of the toe, but I think after, I mean, it's been three weeks since that happened, the whole toe thing. So I think that he's pretty much healed. I mean, he's a young buck. He's not going to have a bunch of injury time. There's no way to like hold him back. You know, he's going to run move around at some point. So, right. And I think, so the rushing yards, they have him at, uh, 22 and a half, 22 and a half. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I have yeah. a, this one has it. Yeah, is it twenty two and a half? Yeah, twenty two yeah, and a half is minus one forty three. So you're so the real number is gonna be thirty three. You can do twenty two okay. and a half, and you you you'll get a payout slightly less. But the real number is gonna be thirty three. Yeah, okay. I mean, so I think looking at the first touchdowns of, uh, so first touchdown of the Chiefs throughout this year, I think. 12 out of 16 during the regular season were either Kelsey Hill or Mahomes. Um, and I think three of them were Mahomes. So that's another thing. I mean, you could take a rushing touchdown on him. I think the, the statistics on him rushing touchdown, uh, I guess the book doesn't have it right now. Um, they might bring it up later, but I'm sure it's going to be like five or six. Um, but but yeah no I mean in every Super Bowl we've seen we've seen him make this amazing rushing play whatever it might yeah. be so yeah again that's another guy I mean not as much as Kelsey but another guy where you're watching him you're not going to be disappointed okay if you're if you're betting on completions uh, by Mahomes you, you're going to see like first second third play it's like completion completion complete you're like man. I am so glad I bet on this. Um, you know, the only things that uh, that might disappoint you is if in the fourth quarter they have this lead and it's like, come on, throw the damn ball, and they're running the ball. They're trying to run the clock out or something like that. Um, other than they, that, they usually throw to run the clock out. They do, and that's they, another they thing. Really yeah. So it's it's. I'm telling you, you know, you bet on Brady, and you bet on these props on Brady passing or Godwin catching or Evans catching. It's like, 
Well, he hits it most of the time. So, like, so what Bucks props do you like? So Bucks props, I like um, the patented Tom Brady uh, over 0.5 rushing yards. So uh, if Tom Brady's little patented hut fall over the line, that you win the bet. Uh, the the he, he loves he loves doing that. So he, I can, that's I, just, yeah. I mean, how often do you see that? You got you got to see that like once every game, once every important game for sure. Um, you know, I don't know where he got this. I mean, it's not just the Bucks. He's been doing this throughout his Patriots career as well, where it's like, fuck you, running back. I'm taking this half a yard, and he does it yeah. every time. When do you ever see Tom Brady get stuffed on that? Never. Barely ever. I mean, he's really good at it. I mean, I, I would definitely uh, bet on seeing a Gronk touchdown in the Super Bowl, too. Yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, not a bad thing to look for. So right now he's 200, so 2-1. to one. Um, It's That price, though, to me, is just not true eye blaring two to one it's like you know you got other people uh miko hardman's at 2.25 i like miko hardman better than uh, gronkowski if miko um is is gonna start over sammy Watkins, but even miko doesn't i still like that better than gronkowski it's i don't mind gronkowski it's just uh the numbers aren't really there right now these these the touchdown numbers aren't that nothing really pops out at me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they're not, they're not super great. I mean, Goblin score a touchdown is one ten. You get your money back. Uh, the, the defensive back. side might be a little more interesting uh, for Shaq Barrett and JPP uh, over under what? Two and a half sacks. Yeah. Uh, I, again, the Mahomes backpedal thing, uh, you know, is, it's dangerous. Uh, it, just watching them try to take down Mahomes. Not saying he's not going to get sacked because I think he absolutely does get sacked. Uh, but taking two by the same person, ooh, that's it. That is rough. Uh, one thing I like on the defensive side for the Buccaneers um, is Devin White. I, I, I mean, I think I've had Devin White in fantasy every single year. I am a huge, huge Devin White fan. And his number of tackle plus assists right now is 9.5. He cleared that in both playoff games thus far against uh, the Bills. And prior to that, I mean, who did they face? God, it was weeks ago. Uh, did they face no one? No, they, they faced somebody, right? I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but sure. in, in both those, both playoff games thus far, he's, he's done uh, over 9.5. And, and I think he in way more than half of the games, he had more than 9.5 uh, tackles plus assists. And Vegas hasn't moved the number. So uh, <laughs> take Devin White, Devin White uh, plus nine and a half uh, uh, tackles plus assists. He'll probably be in some of the coverage underneath against uh, against Kelsey, who I've already said is going to get the ball a hell of amount of time. So if you're going to uh, bet on Kelsey, might as well just go across the aisle and bet on Devin White uh, getting those uh, over nine and a half tackles as well. We could definitely see that. Yep. Um, there are other props that I kind of like uh, throughout the game. Uh, I know you're going to call me crazy, and there's no reasoning behind this. I like tails. I, you know, like, tails. I, I like I like tails. I'm a tails guy too. Tails I, never I, fails. Yeah. Tails never fails. Um, the, I did. The, the Gatorade color. Gatorade color's tough. You got to have some infra, inside information there. I, I'm I'm going. I think I think I'm going orange. Classic. Yep. yep. 
Yeah, uh, orange. Orange is a uh, orange. Is, it, it, it's a strong color. Are you um, betting on uh, the uh, uh, national anthem length? I they, they got taken off the books after that. What? You know, I, I sent a text message uh, yesterday to the group uh, with the guy measuring the length. They got taken off the books. I think that. Oh, because they, of that. I think so. I can't find it, uh, and a lot of wow. books have taken it, have, have announced. I mean, I was going to say just take the over, anyways. I figured she'd you know be, be doing this yeah. thing forever. It's always but, a it's always a um, it's an insider information thing because well, it's always you know somebody leaks it to somebody. Same thing with the Gatorade color. I mean, somebody put that Gatorade in the damn thing on the sideline. They could go well, and I tell mean, all these I mean, bookmakers. People are drinking Gatorade the whole game. Do they do they decide like this is the one? You know. I, and what yeah. if you know what you know you know that side doesn't win? You know, it's like oh, it's on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, it's I the, guess I, the whole thing. So. I know, but you know, if if you're a bookmaker or you're somebody that makes bets for your career, you can absolutely get inf- inside information. This is why they l- limit the amount you can bet on, uh, like WWF or not WWE, like WrestleMania, <laughs> because obviously this is scripted. <laughs> obviously, yeah. this is scripted, and somebody wrote the script, and they could go to some, a gambler and say, "Hey, put five hundred thousand dollars on you know whoever on the Iron Sheik," and fucking they split the money you know so this is those bets are kind of rough obviously tails happens in real time or heads tails happens in real time so i do like that i don't really like betting on other things it just i know last year with the j-lo thing uh will they show uh a rod that was a really fun bet uh they never showed a rod i bet on they never show a rod (laughs) um that's funny yeah there's i see there's a lot of halftime uh uh, props? Are you going with any of those? Uh, no, the whole weekend thing. I know some people have been talking about, uh, you know, betting on the weekend and whether he mentions this or that. Uh, I don't have any interest in betting on any entertainment halftime stuff. I'll watch it, and maybe if I get squirrely uh, and drunk early in the day, you know, have a few brews, throw some money down on uh, on whether they'll talk about Joe Biden or something on the on the telecast and i'll just be sitting there looking during the halftime show looking for a joe biden mention um (laughs) there's also a bet and i kind of like this bet uh over under one and a half times over i'm sorry over under one time that belichick's mentioned tonight or on super bowl night i'm gonna take the over oh yeah Oh Why yeah, by the commentators, the commentators will bring yeah. it up. Uh, like, I mean, immediately they'll be like, "So this is the first time Brady's been Super Bowl without Belichick," and that's one. And then it's like, yeah. you know, you get one more. It. It's like yeah. Belichick wouldn't have done that. It's like, ah, that's two. Yeah, and you win. See, I, this is when uh, Brady would have had Belichick's defense, you know, really turned down everybody. And it's yeah. like, yeah, they'll they'll bring they'll bring it up at least three times. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, those are those are the prop bets I really like. Obviously, I'll be. Um, coming up with, you know, more prop bets as we go on. I'll, I'll try to put them out on my Twitter or uh, or other social media, and we'll see um, what happens there. Um, the Super Bowl commercials. So, Coke and Pepsi have both dropped out this year. They don't. They're not doing it. Um, really? Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I think that there's they're struggling to generate revenue. Um, obviously it's a crazy unprecedented times. How many times have you heard that over the last year? Um, but they're, they don't think that there's a good return. 
Um, they, I, I feel like the quality in the Super Bowl commercials over the past decade has really fallen from what it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. It, it's yeah. they used to be, I mean, really, really good. And these, I mean, they some of them even had build up throughout from the weeks going up to it in the playoffs. And there's like a bit of a storyline almost. And then, like, at the Super Bowl, like, they had the elongated version to put it all together and stuff. They, there used to be some really good ones. And now, nowadays, I just feel like they don't put enough effort into it. I will say, in the past years, when I like I've been going to like more social events during the Super Bowl, I don't pay as much attention to those commercials because I'm busy interacting and eating and drinking and being social and shit. Yeah. So this year at home, having more of a uh, you know stay at home Super Bowl experience, I'll probably pay attention to them a little bit more. So I do hope that they uh, have improved the uh, you know just. Just the the whole engage me, just engage me a little bit, and you know, like you're spending all that fucking money. What the fuck are you doing? Right, and it, hopefully uh, some underdogs come and show us. You, do you remember? Um, God, I remember as a kid the E Trade commercials during the Super Bowl. Uh, there was one that said, uh, "We just it was just a monkey like picking his nose or some shit," and they said. Uh, we just spent $3.1 million on this ad. What are you doing with your money? <laughs> and I like started laughing so fucking hard. Like, that's great. I want more yeah. of that. Nailed it. <laughs> Clever, just, you know, yeah. amazing, uh, it, you know, all these ads. Yeah. Um, but I, I also think that there's going to be a lot of, how do you say it? Um, Politically correct commercials, something that kind of uh, speaks to, uh, you know, the emerging politically correct scene of, you know, America, how it's gone in the last, you know, two, three years. And it, that's great. I, I totally support it. But we're going to see a lot more um, feel good commercials when it comes to uh, talking about, you know, Soci socioeconomic status and race and stuff like that. I think we'll see a lot more of that this year. A lot of um, PC commercials, uh, but you know, we'll we'll just have to see. I, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it, and we'll definitely have the sound all the way up. You know, these are the advantages that you get because there have been a few times where I've spent a Super Bowl at a bar uh, or in really loud places, and this the home watching at home with the family is so much more enjoyable it's so much better um it's also cheaper uh, you know even with a full spread so um i'm definitely looking forward to it did you see the pulled that, that verizon came out with a a band ad uh for for uh for it's the Tom, uh, with the Tom, the Tom Brady thing, Brady Gronk. Well, that was funny. I, I know it. it's funny, but why? Why is it banned? It banned? Verizon even po posted on Twitter saying that it was banned. So I don't, I don't get it. I don't. Maybe it probably wasn't banned. They probably just didn't want to spend the money. They're like, we got banned. Like, yeah, we saved. Told you it was this much. And you didn't want to pay it. <laughs> it's a funny commercial, and uh, we'll go ahead and and play it for you right here. Bronk. What up, TB? What do you think my next move should be? Give it to me straight. Maybe it's just time I hang them up. I got one word for you. Retirement. If you retire now, you're going to be walking on soft sand in a week. Just come to Florida and feel the wind in your hair. Retirement is like winning another one. Maybe I'll even join you. On a spotty network, this is what Tom heard. If you retire now, you're soft and weak. 
Just come to Florida and win another one. Maybe I'll even join you. Just go win another one. Like it's that easy, Kronk. Maybe it is. I still feel like I have a lot to accomplish. My goal is to win one more. And Gronk's coming with me. I'm retired from retiring? Mom, where are my football pants? Don't trust big decisions to just any network. Go with T-Mobile, the GOAT in 5G. And I'm not soft or weak either. T-Mobile is the leader in 5G. So yeah, I don't get it. I it's whatever <laughs> uh, all that all that stuff all that acting whatever for him to lose that's it is really funny though maybe I guess I mean it's it's definitely a, like a shot at, a, at the other network but it's it's really funny I, I, I like it and it's yeah. uh, it's almost a little like you know uh, a little Joe Namath you know we're gonna win this I guarantee it kind of thing uh, yeah I just I for all that and then he loses oh gosh. <laughs> That'd well, hey, don't you know? Don't speak too too soon. I mean, betting against betting against Brady in the Super Bowl is is not easy. Granted, he's got to be happy that JPP is on his side. Uh, so, you know, he's he's been torn up by JPP in Super Bowls in the past. Granted, it was a while ago, but they're both still hanging out there. Yeah. So, so my personal betting record on the Super Bowl is, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not trying to be braggadocious here. It's pretty damn good. Uh, the last Super Bowl I lost, um, I want to say, was the Tom Brady beating the Seahawks. I bet I put it all in on the Seahawks, and Russell threw um, that interception at the that end. interception at the end. Uh, but otherwise, I, I have a pretty good record on Super Bowls. I'm telling you, the Chiefs have it this year. I've had some heartbreaks in the past. Um, I think you remember. I bet on the Seahawks as well against the Steelers back in the day. And, uh, oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Did, you, did we watch that at my house? Yeah, we did. Uh, your whole family was there. I was yeah. probably the only white person. Um, the only <laughs> white person cheering for some Seahawks while everybody yeah. else cheering for the Steelers. I sat this in the corner and pouted. rooting for the wrong team. <laughs> I was like, come on, Hasselback, do something. <laughs> oh, man, that was a yeah. great Super Bowl. It when was. Parker ran that 72-yard uh, yeah. A touchdown run that was a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I, you know, hundred bucks was a lot of money back then. Dear Lord, you really put me out on the street for that one. But, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, there were some heartbreaks, but I'm telling you, I had uh, the Chiefs last year. I didn't never uh, give up on them. I had the the Patriots the year before, even though that was the most boring Super Bowl of my lifetime. Um. I've been the Eagles. I had the Eagles over the Patriots. I, you know, in, in, uh, in, what was it? Oh, eight, oh seven. When the, the famed, uh, undefeated Patriots went to face Eli, I've had Eli both times when they, beat the Patriots. Yeah. um, I did have the Patriots when they beat the Falcons as well. Uh, you know, I was very worried about that one. Yeah. Right. The Steelers beating the Cardinals. No, I don't think. I think I bet against the Steelers uh, really every time. Did you finally get get them when the Packers beat them in the Super Bowl? Yes, I did. <laughs> I I was playing black and yellow. I remember that. I was black You're and like, yellow, I'm black and yellow. Beat them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, come on, we got this. Black and yellow, black and yellow, and then suddenly it was green and yellow, green and yellow, and I'm like, ah, yeah. damn it. Yeah, uh, but I I think that. I lost a good chunk there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm confident. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready for some food. I'm ready for uh, some some uh, action. I'm ready for some bets. I'm ready for some brew. 
I'm ready for some, you know, commercials. I'm ready for some, some offense. I want to see some offense. This ain't going to be no Rams, uh, uh, Patriots from a few years back. This is going to be a show, you know, I'm not quite ready to bet on the over. I think it's 56, 57, but I know we're going to see some touchdowns. We're going to see some action. We're going to see, uh, some fireworks, man. I'm fireworks. I mean, this is like, this is sports. This is what we've led up uh, to all year. So I'm pretty excited. Um, we do have a sponsor today. Uh, today's episode is going to be brought to you by Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Got a hot stock? Prepare to hold it. We'll let you buy low and sell never. Watch your profits disappear day by day. Robin Hood. <laughs> Yeah, they, and they have a they have a commercial uh, coming up in the Super Bowl. Actually, uh, I read that should that, be so. pretty interesting. <laughs> yes, so, so yeah, Robin Hood. Thanks for sponsoring. Uh, we do appreciate uh, your business. Um, but yeah, so did you participate in this GameStop, AMC, uh, anything? I I did I didn't unfortunately when I saw, I started hearing about it I didn't believe it at first and I was like oh wow okay and then I you know I started hearing all the other issues and I mean it definitely jumped up just a matter of uh, I guess you know you were bought bought it on the right channels and were able to sell high did yeah you, did you participate I tried to buy some AMC and and it was old Robin Hood that uh, that blocked me uh, from buying some really? AMC and for this is probably for my own good because you know I would probably would held it into oblivion. Uh, you know, but yeah, no, I do some stock trading, uh, and, and I did not participate in it. It was super interesting. Like first two days I had my, uh, eyes on CNBC and all these other, uh, Fox business and stuff. I'm like watching, like, what do these people have to say after like three or four days? God, it just, it fizzed out for me. I just didn't want to watch anymore. I'm like, okay, big deal. I, I got it. Like whatever. And people wanted to keep it going. I think it's kind of. I don't want to say died out, um, but uh, but yeah, we can get back to normal normal stock trading and and uh, and whatever. So so yeah, hey, I am all for uh, you know free trade and and the stock market and these people deserved every penny they make uh, all getting together and and forming one big alliance to drive a uh, stock of a price uh, price of a stock uh, up and through the roof. Well, I mean, that's part of the game. And I mean, if you try to short something and you're wrong, then guess what? You're fucking wrong. You know, that that's that's the, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, and it sucks that, yes, it took a lot of people's money and it's and shit like that. But that, that's part of the game. I mean, you were trying to make a mon- bunch of money off of thinking this company was going to go under. And, and people, like I said, people got together and were like, nah, fuck you. Well, but, the, the, the big problem here and what people need to learn, and this comes from this can span from everything from fantasy sports draft talk uh to to stocks is when you have this great idea because gamestop is going under gamestop is worthless there (laughs) gamestop does not have a good business model but but Um, stock is never really represented what the the company's worth uh, a lot of times it is uh you know Uh, it's supposed to at a certain line it it's uh it's, you know, down to their assets, but you know, the real, once it's inflated past that, which is where you'd actually make some money or not, it, it's, it's really just a uh, public opinion. And I mean, it's, it's literally just playing a stock market. But what I'm saying is if you have a, an idea like that, 
what the downfall of these these huge hedge funds was that they said it publicly that they came out with a idea hey here's a powerpoint here's why we're shorting gamestop uh don't do that don't do yeah. that in fancy sports you know, I, I will, t- I, when we go, uh, upcoming over the summer, when we only got like three or four months, um, and we talk about next year's draft, we start going over positional people. Um, I'm going to tell you who I like and who I don't like, but I'm not going to come out and just give you my draft plan and say, Hey, I'm going all in first round. The, I didn't do that this year. I will say that it's a little tricky. Like when we're doing all the so much draft preparation, it's like I love doing the amount of preparation, but it's also hard to like be like, okay, I'm going to say this, but I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, you know, mention this guy's name, but I'm not going to mention that guy's name. I don't know, it's it's a little tough, and it's not that I'm withholding so much, but it's like you got to withhold some, you know, a decent amount because you got your own draft strategy as well. Yeah, I mean, the only person it's a calculated risk because the only person I yeah. really did that this year was Josh Lambeau. I said I'm going to pick Josh Lambeau. I'm going to pick. I mean, you could say that about a kicker, and I did. I went out and picked Josh Lambeau, and he got and, a bad hip. And I still agree. You know, during draft, the biggest thing is just being prepared because draft flow is going to happen, and the biggest parts of the draft are, you know, between rounds three and ten, like what you really do there, and mm-hmm. uh, your choices that you know how you are either affected by the flow or if you're causing the current. You know, it's it's kind of a it's a very exciting thing to do, especially when, when everybody's present uh, at the draft. So, yep, yep, and and keep your notes to yourself. You know, I uh, I had uh, some Michael Gallup. You know, was on Brad's team purely because, uh, and it's not that it was a bad thing. I mean, he totally flopped this year with Dak. Yeah, but Brad, no, Brad, literally just dug into my notes, and uh, and so it's one of those things where you got to keep it hidden. You got to keep it close to your chest and uh, whether it be stocks or uh, whatever and, and uh, hope it turns out. Okay. All right, man. Uh, that's just about it. That's just all we have for this special Super Bowl episode of the podcast. Um, we'll be seeing you. Okay. We're not going away. We'll be seeing you on podcasts. Uh, you know, they will be uh, loosely football related and we'll have them, over the string of the next few months leading up to the draft in April. Um, and then after that, we will uh, probably take a little break and uh, have some in the summer. That's what you got to look forward to. All right, Scott, it's been, it's been a really fun season. I've really enjoyed uh, having you on this podcast and um, I guess we'll talk soon. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, it's, you know, like I said, it's bittersweet that it's coming to an end, but uh Looking forward to draft and, you know, NFL draft and our draft and preparation for that. So it's a, it's been a great season. So good luck and go chiefs. Yeah. Go chefs.